I feel like a lot of people like, and I kind of too are in, am in that too of like, like, I don't want to like throw everything at the wall. Like, I want to save this <laughs> because I, I don't know if it'll stick. It's like, what do you mean? You won't know if it'll stick unless you throw it. everybody welcome to the no faux podcast your favorite podcast while you're sitting there taking a poop before you take a shower i'm your host mad floyd with co-host the guy that knows that he's not gonna let me ask him to redo that intro and we forever no, episode 11 has to live with whatever just Bro, came you know out of your how mouth how amazing it is to take a poop before you go in the shower or do you poop or do you shower and then you poop Whoa, 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 answer the question. Matt Floyd, you said, we talked about eight-year-olds listening to this podcast, and you said, there's no way eight-year-olds are listening to this Everyone podcast. Everyone poops. <laughs> what, Congratulations, what? that is a title of a children's book. Yeah, exactly. But, like, answer the question. Do you? Before. You, okay. I just wanted to make sure I knew who I was sitting across from. Who, like, would, who would do it after? That's wrong. Bro. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people actually do the opposite. And you're like, are you okay? Like, what? Like, you just clean. And now you're, what? You'll be surprised. So that's why I had to say it. But it On is the topic of, of anything else, Matt Floyd. <laughs> it's great. This is a great intro to a podcast. Yeah, or I, I, can, I can feel our so retention many, dying. Dude, so many people can relate. Remember? It's relating to the audience. Yeah. Re- just saying. Real relatable. Okay, fans. You know who can relate? Everyone. Audience. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for surviving. Episode that. 11 of this podcast, of this journey. We didn't say it was going to be easy. We didn't say it was going to be interesting, but we're going to make it interesting and we're going to make it look like it's easy because that's what we do. When in reality, it's hard as hell. I feel like somewhere in our brand, we did say it was going to be interesting. Yeah, but it's like. But then you the came no out of the gate with that intro and it just lost me. Bro. You know, some of my best ideas, think about it. Some of the best ideas in the world happened on a toilet. Think about it. True. Just saying. Some of the best ideas come from literally anywhere. Yeah. But like, you're on your phone, you have nothing else to do. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm just pointing out the obvious. But thank you so much for watching, guys. And we are on episode 11. We're gonna break down- The second video podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, there's already a ton of videos out now at this well, point. Well, true, there's technically 11, but this is like the second one where we're like, at, or this is the first one where we're posting consistently. Yes, there so we go. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss these from here on out. Yeah, because we're going to get um, weekly updates. But anyways, our retention is dying. What are we doing today? No, 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 no. Retention is fine. He slows it down. We are going to have some I can fun. just feel like Mr. Beast like quaking in, in North Carolina <laughs> right now. Bro, every other YouTuber's out there is like, what are you doing? And we're we need, like, we need to start reviewing TikToks. We need to just start, start scrolling, scroll, scroll, scroll. Like, that was funny. Like, <laughs> start, start, start just like throwing out random hashtags, and people are like, What are you doing? You're like, I don't know. I just, I got to do something because I'm, I'm dying. But honestly, guys, thank you for watching all these. Thank you for being a fan. We love you guys, and we do this for you guys. This week, we are breaking down what challenges we gave each other last week when it comes to just life. And if you want to kind of talk well, not about really that we gave each other, but just challenges we faced. Yeah, but like we didn't film any podcast last week. That's true. As you can tell, we're we are in the same clothes. Yeah, 
So if you watched episode back 10 back. on the YouTube, we're going straight in it. Like literally, I'm talking maybe 10 minutes of break and we're Bro. right into the next episode. <laughs> straight Drake style, back to back. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Seriously. But honestly, we do have some challenges that we want to give each other, but also just challenges in life that we face. So stick Always. around to hear what those challenges are. Yes. So like for you, Zeke, what was a challenge that you faced or challenge that you're going to go into that you're going to try to overcome? Well, I mean, since we're filming one after another, back to back, going into these podcasts, ladies, machines, ladies and gentlemen, by the time you see this podcast, I'll have already edited like 10 episodes of the video podcast. And let me tell you, uh, I have not like edited these in advance preparing for this. The whole reason why we picked like, let's just drop them all at 10 episodes is because I didn't Didn't edit I knew it. I knew it. This man. We also we also didn't have a YouTube account. We also didn't have a Google account for the first three episodes. So okay, okay, okay. that's also where it came from because ten is a round number. I need a little sound button that's just like excuses, liar. I, I am never letting us get a soundboard. <laughs> Not with you. But I I am currently editing the episodes right now, cranking them out at about like. Probably about an episode every like two Minutes. to three hours. <laughs> I wish. Could you imagine? That'd be so nice. And I'm like trying my best to like speed through them, but like it just like editing takes time, which mm-hmm. is so like like for all of y'all, you probably like think about it like, oh, like it's 45 minutes, just sit there and cut between like cameras. But it's like, no, you have to like cut between and then go back and like make sure it all like feels right and flows well. Yeah. And like reactions are at the right time because if you're just sitting there cutting between cameras one and two like you can cut it delayed or cut it early and it just doesn't feel like right for the viewer so that's been an interesting like thing of being like me sitting there being like finish be done over and it's just like no you have to go back and like do these like minor things because you're all you're thinking about like okay this is not just a good audio thing Mm. now it's a good video thing now yeah so that adds time but we're putting in the effort for you so i really hope you appreciate it when i cut to matt and i cut back to me hello and then back to matt so those cuts are with a purpose exactly exactly but yeah i mean that and something that i think you and i kind of riff off a little bit more since only one of us edits the podcast and you edit the tiktoks is i this last week have learned like what it means, especially like for me, I'm not really like a big client person. Like I have like my one client that you gave me and outside of that, um, I don't really do a lot of client stuff, but I've learned a lot about like project rates, Mm -hmm. like working with a client recently. Like I have like a project rate that is just set like unchangeable. And I've like thought about it and I'm like, okay, so if I put in X amount of hours, which is usually deemed as quality mm-hmm. is the base in hours, then like I will get paid like less than minimum wage. So I have to like think about it myself to be like, how can I take that amount, optimize it to work as efficiently as possible? So I walk away feeling like I'm actually getting paid what I like not deserve, but like what you were, what for. the, yeah, what the, what the hours of time, like hundreds of hours of editing practice and everything has gone into to work that project rate. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's the, that's the life question when it comes to work and freelancers. It's like, what is your worth? It's a constant battle. So like no one's going to figure it out within a matter of like a couple weeks to be like, yep, this is my rate and this is what I'm worth. It's like, 
you're ever evolving, you're ever getting better. So it's like, it's, it's hard to just throw a number on that. But, uh, I'm like the worst to like give advice when it comes to like what our hourly rate That's is. That's true. Mr. $50, $30 videos, bro, $20. How bro? I, was, I could pick up a camera, shoot one photo and I would never charge $20, <laughs> like anything less than $20 for it. I will say my lowest I charged was 50 bucks for a video and literally how bro you had to have spent at least five hours editing that video mm, like 10 i i got really so these videos were for like random people that i first met when i got here to portland when people are like yo you moved to a new city it's so hard to work i can't make it happen i'm just gonna go find a job cool do that but you can make it work is it something that you want to make it work and you're going to get paid your worth right off the bat? No. Where where are these $50 a month apartments? Where can I sign a lease? So what you do is you do the quantity. So that's where I ran with it. Instead of sitting there trying to find that like $1,000 client and waiting for that to happen. Granted, so you're essentially I was, like a paid daily vlogger? Bro, for like... 10 different people at sometimes I was like filming videos for these artists at clubs clubs yes DJs I was going in there and I would literally like salesman style be like oh you come on at 8 oh you come on at 9 oh you come on at 10 30 oh you come on at 12 30 1 o'clock as the final show person like they each had their own sets 50 bucks 50 bucks 50 bucks 50 bucks and I would literally just like be there so you got paid less to make a video than the bottle that they bought after their performance 100% dude how the how does a bottle of alcohol <laughs> provide more value to the end user than a video that's what i want to know how you how you filmed them drinking that bottle and went damn you kind of rich though <laughs> for me it was not about the value because i was already working another job so that's where Got I was it. doing a thing. I wasn't doing it because it was like, oh, I knew I was going to make money doing this. I didn't know what I was going to make doing it, but I knew I would get better doing more of it Got and get it. to the point where repetition was my winning like formula, not I'm going to hopefully get the Nike client. Okay, good luck. Like who knows you? No one. Who wants to know you? No one. Like, you got to kind of put yourself out there and test. And so for me, it was like, I'm going to try to find these, like, no-namers or these people that are trying to become famous or, like, music stuff. I was in interested in music. I like dubstep. I like, like, crazy nightlife stuff. Like, it's fun for me to shoot. So I was like, I'm going to shoot something at least I enjoy. It's not going to be, like, a talking head video of, like, engineering. Like, I don't care. It's not interesting to me. So that's what I did. Granted, it was tough. And I look back now and I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe I did videos for 50 bucks. But I got to where I'm at now in a matter of three years, bro. I look back and those videos I published were three or four years, 2018, 2019. That's two years ago. Yeah, I've gotten that far in two years. Granted, not even six years or 10 years from now. So if I keep going at the rate I'm going, that's a pretty good growth rate for people that don't really know what they were doing to start. Yeah. Just saying. So it is possible. You just got to do it and then figure out what's your formula. Everyone's formula is different. So like for you, that's great that you're able to like figure out what you want to do straight from the get go, figure out a good rate for you. But like 
if you're just trying to get better at something, that's what I was mostly doing it yeah. for. I was talking with a friend about it uh, yesterday. And we like, I just came to like this conclusion where I was just like in, cause I'm about to turn 20. I'm about to have an existential crisis. You'll probably <laughs> see it on my YouTube. And, right. um, and I thought about it and I was like, your twenties are meant though, especially like the first five years, because you aren't gonna like be married or getting rent or whatever in most cases. Yeah. Like are meant to just like throw stuff at a wall everything you're like i can kind of draw throw it at the wall see if it lands so you're like you're like i like youtube make a youtube video like do all these things and then see what sticks and then walk up to the wall and pick what makes you happy like that is like and then five years later reassess it mm-hmm. and like that's what like the 20s is like for but i feel like a lot of people like and i kind of too are in am in that too of like like i don't want to like throw everything at the wall like i want to save this because I, I don't know if it'll stick. It's like, what do you mean? You won't know if it'll stick unless you throw it. <laughs> it's just like, like that's good. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, and that's why with like me with like YouTube, like I've taken that approach too of like, which is like a challenge for me to overcome. Where I'm just like, if an idea comes to my mind and I think more than like thirty minutes into it, I'm just like, okay, we're doing it. Like if I'm just like, that's, yeah. Like if I'm just like, I want to do a review on like a '90s movie because I think it's cool. If I give it more than 30 minutes of my time, and it's like clearly there's some, I see some value in it, I should do it. If I want to vlog, my friend's going to the beach, I see some value in it, I can do it. And then I find, not based on the numbers and not based on the, well, I mean, kind of, I haven't got those yet, but like not mm-hmm. based on that crazy, but like I try all these things and like what part of this did I really enjoy? Maybe I mesh them. Maybe I enjoy putting a script on a vlog or mm. putting a more a vlog to a review. You know, like, but you don't learn those things unless you try them both. True. Yeah. I think, I mean, those are valuable ways to look at it. I think what you're saying is throwing stuff at the wall, spot on, because you don't know what's going to work unless it actually sticks. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. I want to do that. Granted, you might be throwing potatoes at a wall and they're not going to stick. So you got to kind of like know what you're throwing at the wall and like be passionate about it, like you were saying, in order to pursue it. If you're just going to be like, this is what's popular on TikTok. It won't stick for you, but it might stick for someone else. Exactly. So like do it to what you need to do, similar to the the podcast uh, that we just filmed like 20 minutes ago (laughs) from last week. Literally like doing what you enjoy, doing what you love. Like that's something that will continue to push you to get better. And like you said, every couple of years or every couple of months, you're reassessing what you've done so far and been like, oh, okay, this worked. Oh, wow, this didn't. Okay, cool. Let's go this way. Yeah. And like, that's fun. Like that's, that's the, the beauty of entrepreneurship slash owning your own business slash don't really know what we're doing, but we're going to make it look like we know what we're doing. I Matt Yo. Floyd. This is a little bit of a tangent, but not really because we have themes. Okay. We're like advanced now on this podcast. Um, how much themes. within your creative life and like, you do like a lot and like you were like starting a company like as of a year ago and now that company's kind of on the back burner and now you're doing this and now there's like other opportunities that you're facing. Where or how much of a value do you put on your overall happiness and decisions that you make? So I got like really deep about this last night. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you thought about this, man. This yeah. wasn't just like off the dump. I think, like, I think it's a yeah, big thing cool. for content creators. Yeah. Like I feel like it's in the narrative now of like, like, Everything that you do, it's like, 
like, yeah, sure, making all, like, doing daily vlogs or doing this can make you a bunch of money, but at the end of the day, are you happy? So, like, for you, Matt, like, like is, like, cause you're, like, very much a workaholic, but, like, is happiness something you gauge in the things that you do? I think it's something that I guarantee, like, I have good intentions to be happy at what I want to do, um, but... It is a ongoing challenge. I was actually talking to my boss about this today because we were uh, talking about just like the growth of the agency that I'm working for with him and like where we're going at it with it. I'm the director of project management there. So it's like I'm doing a ton of stuff every day. He's doing a ton of stuff as well. And it's like, where do you find that balance of just like being happy with what you're doing with something that at the beginning you had good intentions with, but it just became such a huge feat to take on that it almost becomes like you're just trudging along and you're like, well, I feel like I'm going nowhere or like this is not going right or like this is just so much more work than anticipated, but you got to do it because you were the one that signed up to do that job. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, and so where do you find the happiness? I feel like is there when you start, especially as something that you want to do and something you enjoy doing. And for me, it was always like, me learning more and like being able to like at the end of the day help other people do their jobs or make their businesses better yeah that's where i found enjoyment because i was like man that's cool like i'm able to like granted i can make a bag make a couple bones get some extra money but at the end of the day like that business went from like one month this profit margin and this revenue to this which was like 5x or 10x what they did the previous three months yeah that to me is cool because i'm like dude i impacted that person's life impacted their customers i impacted their brand and everything by just thinking through what would help them succeed the best yeah so like that for me is what like excited me to do more project management rather than just like entrepreneurship granted like you said i started in the entrepreneurial role. I wanted to build my own business and granted I still kind of do, but I'm learning so much from like other people's businesses and tinkering and working within clients and what they're doing to then continue to like refine what I want to do to the point where it's like what I want to do isn't going to take a lot of my time because I've, I've understood from a business concept of what I need to do to make that business prosper. That's fun for me to not take all of my time, my effort, my money to build that while I'm still building all this other stuff. So like essentially your enjoyment and like happiness comes from the fact of like you're learning right now. So when you do build a business, you'll be a lot happier because you don't have to worry about like going through the trudge. Yes. Because you can just like basically just like you are learning right now how to build the plane. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm, I want to be up in the air. I know I'm not going to be able to do this overnight. And yeah. granted, I could ask people for a lot of help and they could help me and we could build something crazy. Or I find two or three people that believe in the same crazy feat that I'm going to do of we're going to get this bird up in the air somehow, some way. And they're like, I think that's a great idea. And I'm willing to put my time and investment and knowledge into making that happen. And then we're before we know it, we've built something that can actually fly across the sky and you're like, yo, this is crazy. And it didn't take a fleet of people. It just took two, three, four people that were like, yo, we all have the same mission, the same ideology, and this is what we're going to do. And we're, we're going to come into yeah. some rough patches. 
not going to be easy. But you have the knowledge to get through them. Exactly. Which you wouldn't if you like wouldn't have like taken the job and stuff. Yeah. And that's where I, I think for people, like like you said, in their 20s, take the risk. Like they, there's a thing in the stock market when it says when you're young, like you're, you're, you should have high risk mm-hmm. because you're able to bounce back. Someone that's in their like 50s and 60s that's in the stock market is not going to be able to wildly crazy invest with money because they have so many other things that they have to take care of. So many other like things in their life that are taking their time, resources, energy that it's like, yo, I want to play this safe right now in your 20s. Risk it for the biscuit. Literally like crazy stock margins, crazy like high uh, volatility. Like you want that because you're able to go and find a job. You're yeah. able to go and like make some extra money. You don't have anything tying you down. No crazy unless like, do you own a house? I don't know if you own a house. I mean, it could. You could. But I'm saying like, you don't have anything crazy hanging over your head that's like gonna kill you if you're not able to pay it. It's like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm like, I'm so above air and I can still swim over here and I can swim there. You don't have something tied to your ankle the whole time weighing you down yeah. to not go somewhere. You have to just tread in one space. That's kind of the same thing in your 20s. Like, do those crazy things. And that's where I did. I was like, you know what? Move across the country. Try this. Go work for Gary V. Granted, that was great. Crazy freaking dude. But I learned a lot. And I yeah. was able to jump back over here. And people are like, how are you able to move all these places? I didn't do it off of like a ball and budget. I was like, bro, I didn't have much. But I knew what I did have and what I did have to use in order to survive and be okay. And then just continuously learn and become more knowledgeable about what I want to do. Yeah. So like that's the only advice I could give you is like being able to do the same thing and try stuff. And like if you fail, cool. Like you're gonna fail. Yeah. So like don't try to not fail because you are, and it's gonna make you even stronger, better, and more knowledgeable about what you want to do. Yeah. So failure is the greatest teacher or whatever. Bro, what was it? Uh, well, I, I hate like the cheesy speeches and like motivational things, but it's like. Uh, you miss a, a thousand of the, sh- or is it like you? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, freaking so good. But it's like oh, I hate hearing that because I know he's right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like there's a it. lot of like wisdom in the cheese oh. of like motivational stuff, like the dumbest stuff. Like you're just like, ugh, that's so dumb. But it's like everyone wouldn't be saying it if it wasn't real, like if it wasn't true. Exactly. Yeah. And so like that kind of stuff is just like always like interesting to me that I'm like, oh, okay, well, I should have said something. I probably had something wise I've said in my life. I just haven't remembered it. And I was like, dang, I should have wrote that down because <laughs> I could have put that on a motivational thing. <laughs> I get more been, cheese. I could have been Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Listen to the cheese to get more cheese. No fold 2021. <laughs> Go get those bag of bones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, for this coming week um what's something that like maybe if you don't achieve what could that be if i don't achieve yeah like something that you like an achievement wow my english is like backwards but like what could if you could fail what could it be that's actually not a bad thing if there was one thing that was like be able to set you back right now but it's okay because it's not going to hinder you or hurt you what would that be in business? Would that be something that's just like, oh, like, I don't know, like, if I have more money, then I could do this. But in reality, you don't really need the more money. You just need to figure out how to make that money to then pay for X, Y, and Z. 
is that something that like a lot of creators your age fall into where it's like, oh, I don't have the money for this, so I'm just not going to do it. Or like, oh, I don't have the creative mindset for it, so I'm just not going to try it because it's not going to be as good. Like, I feel like that with a lot of younger creators. I guess. It's kind of like imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, I feel I feel like a, like my mindset, like a lot of it's for me is like subconscious. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do this, and I never do. But Yeah. Well, like, it's like a, a failing achievement. That's why I call it because it's like, oh, I wanted to achieve this, but I kind of knew I was going to fail at it. So I never really tried. Yeah. Like, I feel like that happens a lot with a lot of like younger audiences right now. Yeah. I, I definitely like, like have felt that from a lot of people, like a lot of like in my age range, it's just very much like people will, the choices they make are so dependent on just avoiding failure. I don't know why. Mm, yeah. But just like. Like you see, whether it be going to college or whether it be even in college, switching your major because you studied up and realized that a certain mm -hmm. major has better benefits once you get out. Whether that be switching from like a business degree to a medical degree because it's mm -hmm. more niche and guaranteed better pay or like all that stuff. Or like for someone who like could very well be like very good at something whether that be you could be on espn and you're just like bro like i just don't want to fail and it's just like like and i don't think people deliberately say that but they will just dance around it yeah just like like i think about it and i'm just like it's too much work like it's too much work it's just you just saying you just don't want to fail like it's the same it's the same thing like if you weren't afraid of failure it wouldn't be too much work because you know you just like work until you fail mm -hmm. or you work until you succeed yeah. Like, it's just, like, everything in life we do is a gamble. Like, every, like, every choice we make is, like, a gamble of, like, will this work or will this not? Yeah. Like, regardless of what the world says about how, like, secure it is, like, thank you, 2020. There's this to a lot of thank people. Thank you, COVID. Exactly. But, like, <laughs> like, it was weird coming out of, like, high school and having this idea of, like, anything can happen. Like, anything can happen, positive or negative, to anyone at any, at any given time. Mm -hmm. Like whether that be you're sitting on the toilet and you decide to completely change your life or it like, or the richest person in the world, like loses everything. Like whatever that looks like, it can happen to anyone. And like a lot of people would hear me say that and just be like, 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 no, like there's clearly things that show that like, that's not true. Yeah. And then COVID went <laughs> and like my hand, my hand guided it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like everyone who thought like, and they were comfortable, like, and thought that things were like good. And they're like, I like, whether it be going to college or whether it be like in this steady job, like lost hours, lost jobs, lost education, had to like come back and do summer classes, had to like, they lost like a lot mm -hmm. and just, and, but at the same time, because of like equal exchange, so many people gained in the same time. Like, while a lot of people were upset that they couldn't leave the house, dozens of gaming creators went, hey, no one can leave the house. Yep. <laughs> so they all have to watch my stuff. And you just saw channels go from zero to 10 million subscribers in like six months, like without even trying. Yeah. Because of the fact that they just saw the opportunity. Mm hmm. And that's where I feel like where like a lot of like my generation like tends to like look at something for its like face value and just be like, that's a lot of work. Um, like I clearly like won't succeed at that. 
And it's like, like if you literally peel back like the thinnest layer that you're staring at, like you would literally succeed. It's almost translucent. Yeah, it's if it's you like, really knew. It is literally like basically like I feel like a lot of my generation, the way the way that they do stuff, like people around my age range, like out of high school, what would that be like nineteen to twenty two? Just basically like we'll stand in front of like one of those like um like opaque glass doors, kinda like you see at like a dentist's office. Mm-hmm. And they'll clearly see like a path set out for them. Or not clearly, but like it'll be blurry, like very blurry. And they're, they just see all these like blobs and they're just like, like, mm, like they can, he- they can hear the door. They can go up to it and they can clearly hear that there's like something good on the other side. But because it's not a full and complete 4K crystal clear picture, they will not open that door. Yeah. And then they'll just turn and just go, well, this person, this a hundred thousand people went through this glass door and that's why this door is clear because of the fact that like all these people had to go through and make it clear. So they just go through there, but that's not their path. Like that's not where you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And then that door just like sits there and it's never gone through. And it's like, if only you just open the door. Yeah. Well, I feel like that, that, that door that you're talking about with like the blobs behind it are the people that, figured it out yeah and they're doing well it out yeah and still like trying to make it happen but like you said those are the ones that have like clearly started to head in the right direction and now they're like on the path to success they're just getting better and better at it compared to just being like everyone else and that's where a lot of creators i feel like are in those two categories of like this is popular this is trending this is what everyone else is doing so i'm going to do it this way and then these are the people that are doing their own thing that are like kind of scary, don't know if it's going to work, don't really have a massive following yet, but are on the rise. The yeah. trending that you're like, oh, wow. Like trendsetters. Yeah. yeah the ones I've that never stay there that. are the ones that like get to this like huge upper echelon and still keep the same mentality. Mm-hmm. Like Mr. Beast is someone who like I reference a lot on this podcast, but built like a foundation for a YouTube video, but he's always pushing the boundary on what that foundation can uphold. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like, he'll be like, oh, like I had a bounty hunter hunt me. And then he'll be like, what if it's an FBI agent now? Like it's the same style yeah. of video, but he's like upping the risk or trying out different things where you're always like, like I'd say now his content's a little bit more consistent, which oof. But like at the same time, like you see like the creators that are, rising exponentially and are able to like garner insane fan bases are the ones that are always just like what if i just did this like what if i just tried something else what if i just like did something else and like because i feel like and i feel like yes theory is like a big like like a lot of people get behind yes theory which is really interesting but like i feel like they just like show how um or they basically said like get uncomfortable and like a yeah. lot of people like got behind it. Not a lot of people did it. They started doing it. But then I feel like they just opened up the door for people to see like they're getting uncomfortable and they're getting uncomfortable. And that makes sense. And that makes sense of why they're happy. And that makes sense of like, like they, like yes theory essentially just like put a light on a theory that's been here for years, especially within content creation. Yeah. Of just like say yes, like try new things, say yes to people, do collabs that you wouldn't expect, do this, mm-hmm. change up your entire content. Like a great example, that's like Ryan Trahan. Too. Oh, yeah. Like I remember 
watching him bef- he dropped out of college with 3000 subscribers yeah. th- to pursue YouTube as a D1 runner like <laughs> man's had balls yeah that's a lot and uh he like dropped out and he's gone through like so many different evolutions of content of like he had he started out doing like fitness and then he did running and then he did entrepreneurship and then he went into like basically commentary like he started doing cody yeah. co type stuff which mm-hmm. is where he blew up then he stopped doing that and then when like logan paul started vlogging he started vlogging mm-hmm. or not uh logan paul started uh he replaced david dobrik for that time during covid ryan trahan did the same thing but all the viewers left because no one cared like no one like and he like had this whole like he switched his whole mindset of like he was like yeah i'm gonna pass mr beast and subscribers like that was very much like what he was like going for but then he switched his content again to just be more mm. authentic to himself and more um, like like whatever he does now. Like Colin and Samir talked about it, which we reference them all the time. Like you guys need to be on the show. But like they reference him as like the low budget Mr. Beast, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. But I feel like like he wouldn't have got there if he wouldn't have always been like thinking through of like I think a lot of it, mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff like like our generation doesn't think about of like what makes me happy, what mm-hmm. works, what do I want to put out there and putting all that together and then finding a formula or building a formula once you try something. Yeah. Because like the content that he's been doing now has been getting like millions of views, but he's only been doing it for like a couple months. Yeah. But it's also like if you watch like content from like two years ago from him like those are two different people totally well it's the same with like any of the youtubers that like used to do stuff like logan paul looking at his old stuff he's yeah who was that who am i like totally different now yeah but it's 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 interesting though because i like like it's like the idea of like being experimenting but Mm -hmm. also realizing that like and for all those people who are like looking at that foggy door like what's behind it is just authenticity like a lot of people just don't think about it. Like all these people experiment and try new things, but like the people that have the biggest fan bases and are getting the millions of views are just authentic to who they are. Whether that be Mr. Beast, his authenticity is renting out a football stadium. Whereas Logan Paul's authenticity is like saying, I want to be the highest grossing YouTuber with only three videos this Mm -hmm. year. Like those are like, they don't need to be the same person in order to garner the same followings because they're just authentic to who they are, Mm -hmm. which is, like, which I also think is a weird thing because, like, so while like, our generation, like Gen Z or whatever, was like the first with social media, mm-hmm. so I feel like the idea of being authentic is so construed because it's like, like, is authentic what my nine squares you see on Instagram is, or is it like who I am off camera? The answer is who you are off camera, but it's like, like almost like when you try to think of like who you are, mm-hmm. it's like you don't know. Where I feel like a lot of like the older you get. Like, people just know who they are. Yeah. The younger you get, they just don't. Mm -hmm. It's also, I think, a little bit of a confidence thing, too. Like, when you're younger, you're trying out so many different things, and you're trying to figure out what you want to do, how you want to do it, that you're like, eh, you you don't sound confident. And then when you get that confidence, even if you don't really know what you're doing, but you know this is what you want to do, and you have that confidence about that, that's where people... Not that they won't take you serious when you're not. Or respect you. Yeah, because they're like, okay, cool. Not only is he owning it, he or she owning it, like they're doing it. 
And even if they fail, they're still like owning up to what they're doing now. I commend that. I'll give that credit. But yeah. if it's like someone that's kind of like wishy-washy or is like, hey, I'm going to try this and I'm going to dabble here and then I'm going to dabble here. But like they're never really like investing a ton of time or really get, trying to get better in one thing. Then they're just like, eh, they're just another person trying to do something famous on TikTok. Yeah. Welcome Should to I... the welcome to the club of a million. Like there's no difference in there. So I, I, I like that. What I want to do is try to segue into like if there's a challenge this week as like a creator what is that challenge for you to try to overcome before next episode whether that be a youtube two video weeks? yeah two weeks yeah because we film these back yo back. i'm gonna be in miami the side um it's gonna be wild i think for me like my biggest challenge is like just like focusing because i feel like like this last couple like month basically just been like crazy with like mm -hmm. hanging out with friends and like everyone's going back to college and doing things. Yeah. So it's like got to prioritize them before they leave or whatever. True. But, um, I feel like for me, like it's just like getting into like what I said, like just like if I have a idea that I give time, just make the video and just mm. put it out there. And, but also just do my best to take in, like make the video, but then also take all this knowledge that I have from studying other YouTube videos and watch time and just like try my best and be like, like I had an idea too of like, like no one will care. I only have 71 subscribers, but what if I did a tier list of all the videos I made up till now? You know, like there could be things where I'm like, this video did, like I like this video a lot, but it has like 12 views. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like something like that where it's also just like meta humor, of just like me making fun of myself. And just like moments like that of just like, does that have anything to do with like a 90s movie review? No. Does it have anything to do with the vlog that I'll film like right after that? No. But it's like, it's perfectly fine. Like what, yeah. what my channel is right now is you're literally watching someone just throw things at a wall and see what works. Which like, and especially when you look at like other content creators, like Mr. Beast was the exact same way. Hmm. Like he did so much random crap for years until he finally went and just went like, what if I just tried this? And he finally threw that one last thing at the wall and that was giving away money. And now he's giving away like $10 million. So had he had not like tried a bunch of things, his brain probably wouldn't have been tuned to just keep trying things. Yeah. No. And that's a good point. Like I think for like myself, I, yeah, I what's was, your big creative thing. I mean, you'll be in Miami for one of those weeks, but like, yeah, so you have one week. <laughs> yeah. I, for me, I was talking to uh, Ezekiel about this earlier, but it's like, I want to start reviewing music videos because I've always been fascinated with music videos and going back to your point of like, you don't know like who's going to care, but if you care, then like, that's great because then someone will care based off of how excited you are and how thrilled and passionate you are about what you do, that yeah. there's another person out there that we'll probably watch it at that point that is interested in that. You just would have never captured them if you would have never been your most authentic, true, excited self about that topic. Yeah. Like Pokemon or like anime, whatever. For me, it's always been music videos. I think they're the coolest things in the world and it's like something that's like, eh, some people watch, most people just listen to the music. They never see the music video. For me, part of the fun is like, the storytelling piece behind the music video for some of these biggest songs in the world. And so I want to start reviewing not just like rap music, not just hip hop, not just pop, like all of them, country, rock, punk, like 
what they do creatively for videos that pair with the top like 50 songs in the world. Yeah. Like that's fun for me because then I get to see like two parts of the artist. The part where it's like they're really great and talented at what they do, whether it be singing, lyrics, whatever, but also from a creative piece of like storytelling and being like some of these are just going to be horrible. I know there's going to be bad. And I'm like, oh my God, why would they even make a video about this? And then there's going to be other ones that I'm going to be like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like I'm speechless. Like I've already been and seen that in a couple of them. And I think that's like, that's fun for me. And I, I enjoy. So like for me, that challenge is to make at least one review video to start doing this yeah. playlist. Of. All right, Matt Floyd though. Cause you're someone, we talked about this in the last podcast of like reading the 500 page book. Like you think about the 500. So right here publicly on the helpful podcast and to me, your accountability partner. What's what's the first what, what's the first or do you want a suggestion on the first music video you want to do? I I want to I want to do a suggestion because if I try to think of it, then I've already probably seen it or are like really intrigued, and I want the wow factor of seeing it for the first time. Uh, I that depends. Um, I can give you two. Okay, one because I think it'd be funny if you did it for nostalgia, and two, a Bella Poach. Porch? Porch. Porch. Is coming out with a new music video, I think in a couple days. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's coming out with her second song, and she's drumming up a lot of hype right now because okay. she's putting in gaming creators into the music video. Dope. So, okay. I'm like, that's genius. Yeah. Because you're pulling in audiences, and like the music video looks correct. Like It looks on the level that she did her last music video on, which, which was insane. nuts. Yeah. It's like, that would be cool. Okay. And then also, like, I think um, a second suggestion, I think it'd be fun. Um, I'm a big fan of the artist Dave Days. Gonna make a video about him. Okay. He is a YouTuber. Uh, just to put into perspective how old this guy is in terms of YouTube, he was in the first dozen people to get monetized on YouTube. Like, the how first, is, first how old people. Is this guy? He's like 30 now. Okay. So yeah. he's not like so old, he's been old. on YouTube, but he's been on YouTube since the very beginning. Okay. Like Philip Dave DeFranco. Days. I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. He he got like a million subscribers and he's like not super famous now anymore. But like he used to make like videos. Like if you look up um like uh one of my favorites is What Does It Take? Okay. Um and if you do you know who like Kurt Hugo Schneider is? Yes. Yeah. So he directed all the music videos for that album. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So like watching that over and being like, like, here's why this is cool. Or like, here's why this is like something of the 2010s era. Like, here's why it makes Dang, sense. That's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll take those both into good suggestions because I think part of the thrill for me is going to be able to see stuff that you said I can recall from like previous years that some people in your generation might have never even heard about or watched or like even wanted to watch that yeah. I can bring up and storm back up and like do kind of like a repeat and be like, oh my gosh, look at how crazy or like, look how bad this was shot or like, oh my, look at how good the storytelling piece was with like a 90 song or something. But for me, it's like, also seeing the new stuff and what they're evolving to. So like when you said gaming, that's like super cool because I'm not big into the gaming community. So you might be able to say like in the video, I could be like, yo, these are, this is a really cool shot or like, wow, these are really cool like places to be and like people acting and stuff. And I might not actually know who they are. And like kind of the fun will be like in the comments section being like, you idiot, that's so-and-so. Like that's a huge deal. And or I'll even like, the fun is like in oh, researching it too. Like why'd she do that? Yeah, exactly. Like, like 
there's this one moment in it um, where she got a YouTuber from the UK to be in it. So he had to like... KSI? No. Uh, it's a Minecraft YouTuber, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. He had to like get a sh- suit like because it's in a hotel. Okay. So he got like a bellboy suit shipped to him and he's in front of a green screen. So he looks out of place in the video because like you can't make him look like he's totally there yeah. because he's green screened in. Like a cool moment too for you to like see that and be like, that looks kind of weird. And then you're like, yeah kid why does why'd she add him like stuff like that where you're like oh like that makes a lot of sense so. no i'm excited i think for you with suggestions i i like that you're wanting to put a video out what i would suggest is try something with uh not just around food because i know you do a lot of food reviews but it's like painful. No, no, because no, I, I like to see it. I like the the whole reviewing your older videos and like kind of ranking them. Um, but I also think for you being able to like, honestly, just like if you had like 10, five creators that you wanted to like learn from in 2020 or 2021 and why, like your top five, because you're very knowledgeable about like people on YouTube. And like, I don't think a lot of people know that about you based off of what they've seen on your YouTube videos. Yeah. So like you like utilizing the other awesome creators out there and like monetizing off of their names, what they're doing, why, what they're not doing or like, or what they could be doing to maybe better themselves. Like there's no one going to be like, ah, man, you don't know what you're talking about because like, even though you might not have the audience, you do know how to talk about, these youtubers and you know how to research so like you could be like yo from a statistic standpoint and from what they already have based off of the internet and like what facts and data we have this is what's working great for them this is what like they could maybe approve on or maybe what you just want to see come from them i think that would be a fun video and just doing it with like three to five creators that you're like yo creators you have to watch out for in 2021 like, I think that would be a fun video. I would definitely like to watch that because I'm always intrigued about like what other people are doing, not saying I'm going to do it, but just seeing what's working for them yeah. that I can then kind of like put my own twist on similar to what they're doing, but to my own style. Yeah. I think that's cool. So that's just a challenge for you or a suggestion. You can take it and you can like be like, yo, what? or you could be like, yo, trash. I'm like, out of here. I'll definitely take it. I'll see. I'll, I like the idea of like, looking into like a YouTuber and like doing like a deep dive into like maybe like one or multiple of them, like whatever that looks like. But yeah, I like the idea of like, just like putting in some research and being like, this is why I think they blew up. Yeah. And like, there's no one saying that like you have to be like the end all be all for like YouTube news or YouTube creators. You're just stating your opinion, which is like what everyone else does, but you're also able to back it up with some facts. Yeah. And you're always spitting these crazy facts to me that I'm like, oh, who is this person? What do they do? And you're like, da 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 da. And I'm like, dude, talk about it. Like in a video, people are wanting to know this stuff. So sick. Throw it out there. Crazy, crazy it, stuff. It is thrown out there. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, you have just completely been destroyed with audience retention all the way to the very end of this. Yep. So thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you. We will catch you. Uh, we will catch you next third, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, month. <laughs> Depends on how long you delay episode 12 of the No Full Podcast. See you then. See you in 2022. Oh, goodness.